Once again, we start the year feeling like we're living in very, very interesting times. There's this economic turbulence that doesn't seem to go away with uh, what's happening with interest rate rises and household bills and everything else. We've got this lingering pandemic. We've still got a war happening, which is impacting things on a higher level for brands and just this overarching state of chaos. I feel like what's happening now is very similar to the vibes that um, we all saw and experienced at the beginning of the pandemic, where we didn't know if we had any control or what else out there was going to influence um, how we move forward in the future. And once again, we are at a time in the marketplace where we don't know, is the market going to slow down dramatically? Um, is there still going to be amazing opportunities? None of us can totally tell the future. Even if we are reading reports and, and following trends or so forth, we don't really know how it's all going to play out. And this state of unknown is not a fun place to be when you're in the business of selling products, particularly to a mass audience like mums and families who are totally feeling the immediate effects of many factors like these interest rate rises and the household bills. So what I would like to do in this episode is share with you five proven strategies that will fast track your sales. We have handpicked these five strategies from, from our manual of a good 157 or so that we've accumulated um, along the, the many, many years. And these strategies that we're going to go through today are evergreen. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. These strategies are very effective for both long-term and short-term lead sales. And best of all, they're not going to deplete your marketing spend. And there's a reason why I wanted to talk about these today, because the truth is, even though for brands who do sell products that mums buy, like there is actually some good news. Like when we're looking at um, sales predictions of what mums will or won't buy, mums are going to continue to buy products for the family, for the kids, for the home. Like there's going to be some categories that will be the last to be affected. But having said that, that doesn't mean she's going to be spending freely like there's, there's no tomorrow. Mums are still going to be very discerning about the buying decisions that she makes. And in doing so, they're going to be uh, looking at products they're purchasing uh, on a um, they're going to scrutinize it a lot more so that they are convinced and confident that they are making a good buying decision. So if that's the case, these strategies are going to be really important for you so that you do what it takes to stand out, to demonstrate the value that you are providing to the market, and you continue to be successful during this crazy time. So get a pen and paper handy, or if you're on the go, grab your phone to take some notes. Obviously not if you're driving, uh, but after this episode, you are going to be bursting with new ideas to share with the team and take control of the chaos today to fast track your growth. Welcome to Mastering the Mum Market, where we take a trending topic and explore it in a three-part series from the perspective of a brand, an influencer, and mum shoppers. I'm your host, Christy Nicholas, and the CEO of Mum Power. I can't wait to pull back the curtain on ways to fast-track your growth. Now let's get started. Strategy number one, do a customer deep dive. The other day, I got an email from a brand and the general gist of it was, 
we have just done a uh, an analysis on all the customers that we've had over the past six months and we were surprised to discover that 85 percent of our customers are mums and the person went on to and this company was a food company and they went on to, to say that we never went set about to intentionally target mums but now that it's um it's clear that they are like the, the primary customer group we want to do better at this and make sure that we are speaking to them in a way that that matters and that will continuously lead to sales um and I thought that that was a great like it was so good to read this email because they had obviously explored their data and identified new profitable opportunities on the table for them and you know the message from that is that the more you know about who is buying why they're buying or why they're not buying uh, it's going to make it so much easier for you to find like customers you'll know what kind of language resonates with them or and how they would um what language they would describe your product with and it'll just make it so much clearer for you to invest the right time and effort to hang out where your like customers would so where you can now is the time to get your hand hands on some data now hopefully you've got this info on hand from um your own sales results but if not you know reach out to mum power and we can get this data for you when you know who's buying why they're buying where the sale came from how long it took to conversion what messages they resonated with and so forth it's a game changer it's like you can imagine being in a crowd with hundreds of people wearing black and white and all you need to do is go to the people in red and give them their favorite treat it's easier for you. obviously in that sort of a scenario it's going to be super easy for you to find them it's going to be virtually um, impossible not to make them incredibly happy and they end up liking you more now we've seen this work so many times for brands and when they have this information it quite literally turns their brand around and they become the number one brand in their space so that's why it's important for you to know who's buying and why strategy number two make sure you're repurposing content from influencers and everyday mums who are not influencers on the topic of influencers uh, I'm sure you're aware, but let's do a, a quick little market analysis. There's different types of influencers. You've got um, your celebs or your, your um, industry authorities who might be like a medical expert or somebody who is renowned for the field that your product plays in. You have your macro influencers who are influencers who have got... Um, over say over a hundred thousand plus um, of followers you've got your micro influencers who might have anywhere between seven and a half thousand through to 50 60 70 80 000 followers then underneath that you've got your nano influencers who have got you know uh, maybe a couple thousand um, followers and your everyday consumers now, each type of influencer has got a different type of influence. In some instance, um, these, these people are either very aspirational and people follow them and desire to have um, you know, a, a look or feel or the, the type of lifestyle that this person um, talks about. And there's other influences that are really relatable. And by viewing them, you can see yourself in their shoes, like they are living your life. 
Now, both types of influence is really important to a consumer. The consumer wants to see both, like they want to be inspired um, with aspirational content, but they also want it to be believable and relatable and a thousand percent suitable for their everyday life as well. And where we're going with this is that over the past five years, what we what we've seen is there's been so much focus on micro influences and and macro influences, which is fantastic and it's an incredible strategy for building brand awareness in the first place. But it's also limiting your growth if that's where um, you you're only focused on, like if that's all you're doing. What's what, what's happening at the moment is we are seeing. Um, a lot more uh, results and traction and engagement with raw, real, relatable content and reviews and experiences from your everyday consumers or, or nano influencers. Similar to what you're seeing with what's happening on TikTok, raw content is what um, is very, very popular at the moment. So if there's one thing you need to do right now is to get more everyday consumers along with your influencers, your standard micro influencers, to create and share content for you about their user experience. It's a really great mix when you're working with both different types of, um, of people creating content for you. I was uh, talking with one of our customers uh, very recently, ABC Reading Eggs, and they were saying that one of the videos from um, our mums, who is not an influencer, she had created this um, gorgeous video um, showcasing her child using ABC Reading Eggs. And it was not curated, it was not polished, it was just an honest, relatable mum talk, talking and showcasing her, her kid in action with the product. And what happened is that this, this video, this simple video is now the top three best performing video um, for them um, when it comes to converting sales. So it's definitely something you need to take seriously this year. Number three, enter awards to gain media coverage and more brand credibility. Now, I will be honest with you, when it comes to entering awards, I do cringe at the thought of entering awards because they take so much time and effort to enter and to really do it right. Uh, and there's always a million other things that you need to be doing. Plus, the other, the other um, part of entering awards that is a little bit frustrating is that you know your product is fantastic. I know your product is fantastic and your customers know your product is fantastic. Like, why should you have to do an, um, enter an award? But here's the thing. Your non-customers don't know this about you and they don't have the same trust factor. So if there are mums out there in the market for your type of product, you can be sure she's weighing up your product to the dozens others out there that are pretty similar. Like it is a very competitive space at the moment across every single category. And what mums are doing when they're looking at your product is that they are comparing it to your competitors. They're looking at the features, they're looking at the prices, they're reading the different reviews. And if there's much of a muchness between you and your, your two or three other competitors, it will be the tiny little differences that can make or break the sale in your favor. So entering an award and hopefully winning is going to be your ticket to gain that competitive edge. 
The takeaway here is this year, make a commitment to enter at least one or two industry awards. And you know what? Even if you don't win, it's an amazing exercise to go through because at the very least, you will see your strengths and your weaknesses on paper. And you can start to have a look about what your product needs to do or say to be considered a winning product. And you can work towards that. And you know what? If you do win, well, that's a whole new ball game in itself. And it's likely to open up so many more retail opportunities for you and give you money can't buy exposure to new audiences. Audiences. So one thing's for sure, if you don't enter these awards, you definitely won't win. So have a go and you never know where it could lead to. Okay, let's get on to strategy number four. Maintain recency and frequency of brand awareness. There are some brands out there that are not doing anything to be seen. Like they are literally not, not investing in any marketing. They're not doing any sampling. They're not um, encouraging reviews. They are literally just waiting for sales to come. Then there are other brands who are going to dabble here and there. Like they'll do a little bit of influencer marketing. They might have a go with a bit of PR here or there. Maybe they'll invest in a bit of advertising um, on the occasional channel, but it's really sporadic and it's on a low level. Then there's the brands, and maybe you can relate, is that where they will make awesome noise during a campaign push or when they've launched um, a new product and they do it in the right way. Like they, they are showing up exactly where mums um, are likely to see them and they're talking about the product in the way that's hitting a nerve. And like they, they've got this. They know the right strategy and they will show up where required. But the problem here is some brands will then, after the, the launch period, is like there'll be crickets afterwards and they won't bother um, maintaining that, that, that momentum. And then they wonder why um, things drop down after that push. The trick is to keep being seen and heard continuously. And there's two big reasons for this. Number one, this is how you gain momentum. And when you have momentum, you don't always have to keep pushing and pushing your brand message hard because what does happen is that it takes on more of a life of its own. And this is exactly where you want to you want to be. Like by having pushed that momentum in the first place, more mums are, are seeing it then they're seeing it more often. And then, you know, there's more chatter about it and they're more likely to try it and um, tell others about it. And then they start to do some of the heavy lifting for you. To me, when I think about um, building recency and frequency to drive momentum, it reminds me of um, this analogy I once heard that really stuck with me. It's like, imagine you're pumping water from the well. In the beginning, you've got to go pretty hard for a long period of time to get some water out. But then after a while, you can lightly pump it and you'll still get a steady stream of water. And that's exactly what happens when you have recency, frequency and momentum. Plus, the other reason why recency and frequency is important is that it, it is usually the last brand that mums remember seeing that they end up buying. So be that brand. And now for the lucky last strategy number five, elevate your customer service before, during and after the sale. Now, if you're lucky enough that a mum is considering your buying, buying your product, you're already ahead of the pack. 
Now, when a mum is considering buying your product, she's either walked into a retailer that stocks your range or she's on the website. She's halfway there to buying your product. She's probably already decided she's buying this type of product. Uh, it's just a matter of which one or which brand she's going to buy. And what she's looking for at this phase is that little more assurance that she's making the right purchase. And this is where customer service can make the difference. So have a think about it. Like if you sell your product in store, I'd be asking how well trained are the staff there on your product? Like, Did you get a chance to educate them differently or more memorably than how your competitors have trained them? Because in many instances, what the salesperson will or won't say to that mum is everything. And the reason why um, is because mums trust the salespeople um, because they know that a salesperson has seen a whole heap of different products. Mums assume that they've got enough information that they would know which products are suitable for what type of person or, or need. And they also get that direct feedback from other customers about what they've said about the product. So these are the reasons why mums do trust what a salesperson has to say. I remember when, uh, and I'm not alone here, I guarantee I'm not alone here, I remember when one of my kids were very little and they had nits, okay, um, had gone through the school and it is horrible. If you are a parent and your kids have had nits, you know this feeling, like you cannot continue with your life until you've sorted this out. Um, and I remember marching into a chemist and I was not going to sit there and go through the back of every single box on the shelf. And we do not have time for that. I asked the salesperson, tell me what is the winning product, what I need to buy. Um, like, I don't want to waste my time. I just want to fix this problem. And they told me and I bought it. Now, have a think about, um, or better yet, go incognito into a store that sells your product and see what's the customer service like. Like as a consumer um, walking into that environment, is the customer service moving customers closer to buying your product or further away? Now, when it comes to customer service, there are plenty and plenty of ways that you can up the ante. You can, um, obviously, you can reward your customers, you can surprise and delight them, you can do a whole range of different things. The point is, pick a couple of different ways that you can easily leave an extraordinary impression and make that common practice. Now, if you want to stand out from your competitors, you need to do what others won't all the time. And that wraps up our five strategies that will fast track your sales in today's world. Let's have a quick recap of what we went through today. So your strategy number one, you're going to do a customer deep dive. You're going to find out who's been buying and why. And that way you'll have a clear picture of your light customers and how to find them faster. Strategy number two, make sure you are repurposing content from influencers and everyday mums who are not influencers because mums want to see content reviews, user experiences from both types of um, consumers. Number three, enter awards to gain media coverage and more brand credibility. Number four, maintain recency and frequency so people know you exist. And number five, elevate your customer service before, during, and post the sale and leave an impression worth talking about. 
Now that's all I've got for you today. I hope these tips have been useful. And if you like some of the ideas I've shared with you today, please leave a rating or review and be sure to follow this podcast so you never miss another episode. Mm-hmm.